I'm Mike Peters. I'm Dan Morfitt. And, and this, this is Top, top Content. content. <laughs> You've got a brew. I've got a brew no. in my striping no. mug here. No, this is this is morning coffee. This is this is How's morning it? Joe. Morning it's needed. Morning Joe. Live on MSNBC. It is morning Joe, yeah. 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 Just showing um, my knowledge of American cable shows. Top can we f- f- begin? Carlson, uh, he's on. Um, top content today. Sean Vanity. Don't turn off. Sorry, carry, carry on. Because don't turn off because I want to talk about cricket. Because not many people have listened to the last episode where we saved English cricket. <laughs> However, I want to <laughs> A wise decision this. Made, by all, made by all of our listeners. <laughs> no, I want to qualify this by saying I am more than qualified to save English cricket because who just hit 107 against England in the T20? Oh, uh, which of? Oh, goodness sake, it was one of the... Which West Indian was it? Was it the lad you were talking about? What was his name? Yeah. It was Powell, wasn't it? Ron Van Powell. Ra- Ravi Powell. Rovman Powell. Rovman Powell. Um, and uh, which team did he play for uh, last year? Your New, oh, your New, New Jersey, Jersey Stallions. New Jersey Stallions. Yeah. You Not- don't understand how proud I am to have watched that lad tonk it for six. And... I was talking to you uh, in season two of Top Content, you extolling were? the virtues of minor league cricket. You were? And I'm going, the skill level is off the charts. One day, American cricket, they'll beat the English. Well, halfway there. I think you've earned that. I think you've I think that. I bloody have. I um, think I bloody have. No, I mean... So, Robbie Powell, I, I, great lad. I, I listen Look to, at him now. Well, I listened to... The first T20, as I was on my way back from a gig in Manchester on Saturday, because uh, all the coverage is on on Talk Sport for this series, and the scorer for said series is actually a bloke I work with at Lanks, uh, Gary Gary Morgan, and uh, Gary's a very, very funny man, so no wonder they won't let him on the microphone, because everything he says is is, is extremely funny, but incredibly excoriating. So when he does a bit... We have our own little... I'm letting everybody... I should should be telling everybody this, but... Well, anyway... (coughs) We have our own little sort of uh, walkie-talkie channel between me, the scoreboard operators, and the scorers so that we can just double-check everything before we announce stuff and make sure it's all right yeah. and all the rest of it. Wides and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and that means that yeah. the, the, the umpires communicate with the scorers and who communicate with me if they need to, you know, with any announcement I was in, people don't touch the ball because of COVID protocols, mm. badly, about that type of thing. But when Gary yeah. gets, he does a bit of, occasionally, when there's a slight lull in proceedings during a four-day game, he will do a bit of commentary, um, which is tr- tremendously funny. Have you ever seen, you know that that video of Postman Pat where Postman Pat's a Yorkshireman? And he's, no. uh, and have, you, have you not seen it? It's a brilliant video where basically it, uh, he drives around Greendale going, basically, look that f-ing cat out of the way. It's kind of like that. It's a bit I've like that, but a bat cricket. I've seen by the farmer when he's stuck in I've the not tree. Seen, I've not from... seen that one. Yeah, I've seen that one. You, you and your algorithms. Now, I, so it, it, when he does comment, it's very, very funny when he does that to us and we're... we're there's a tremendous amount of hilarity. So, um, yeah, which I'm, I'm trying to gig in on by doing the occasional Billy Birmingham bit um, when yeah. he's not there and breaking out into my Bill Laurie slash Tony Gregg patois. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's very weird seeing an England T20 international and realising I have, like, no degrees of separation to a couple of the players on there. It blows my mind. Well, actually, it's funny, yeah, because... <laughs> the, 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 uh, there's that one aspect and that was the only bit of joy that I got and they went oh our statistician Gary Morgan's just handed this to the game. I know him and as England capa- capitulated to being 103 all out having been whatever it was they were 49 for 7 and I'm just yeah. like oh god's sake 
I am. Um, we, we then discovered when the, the, the mighty Flav toured Liverpool, and we did that for four or five years. We played a game against Sefton, uh, which we played. We played him a few times. Um, whoever had organised the tour that particular year, I think it was 2014, uh, massively overestimated to them how good we actually were. <laughs> uh, spectacularly now Sefton being a, one of the great historic clubs in you know Merseyside and Lancashire and playing a very high standard of cricket they had a, a partnership going with the Barbados Cricket Board to get young um, West Indian cricketers Barbadian cricketers over to play league cricket this is a, a well-worn thing you get a lot of players that come over and, and do this young lads <laughs> we turned up not knowing this and this enormous athletic Barbadian lad is stood in his white in the doorway of the pavilion I just looked at him and thinking oh yeah you can play so they went right okay he's actually a fast bowler they said but he's not going to bowl he will he'll, he'll just bat so he opened the batting instead so me as captain of this partic- on this particular evening I of course being a, a great thinker and scholar of the game decided to open with the spinner because that was the T20 fashion <laughs> of the time. So there's me at mid-on, uh, sorry, me at mid-off, my brother at mid-on, and the bowler, Ian, in the middle, uh, obviously there. So he bowls the opening ball, lad steps down the wicket, bop, straight over my head, 40 foot into a tree for six. These huge sort of fir trees, enormous things that were behind, just the other side of the fence. So we all looked at each other, the three of us, and we're like, okay. So Ian, good spinner, don't get me wrong, good cricketer, comes in, bowls the next one. Steps down the wicket, pop, straight over my brother's head at mid-on. Um, <laughs> it's in the tree for six. So, so Ian never played again after that. That's an absolutely good no word of a lie. <laughs> he never played again after that. He, he went, right. So this lad batted, hit 50, retired. And they said, don't worry, we won't let him bowl. But he did come on to bowl. Though. He bowled off spin. And he comes out, and um, and one of our lads, uh, my mate Nick, had the temerity to hit, clack him through the through the covers for four. It's a lovely shot. So he did not like that one iota. So the next ball comes down, fizzing down, <laughs> lands right on his whites. Massive cherry, massive bruise. We lost uh, the game. I think. I think they got 160 in 20 overs. I think we lost. We got about 90. We lost by 80 runs. Which for any you know cricket fans, that is in T20 terms, that is an absolute mauling. That is being. That's being beaten five or six by five or six goals to nil to put it in football balance. So, so but anyway. There's a lad who's just started playing for the West Indies. We knew this lad was a West Indies under-19 international. He had his own Crick Info page. That's how good he was. So, under-19. I yeah. couldn't remember his name. I thought his name was Cameron. And one of my mates posted the night, went, oh, this lad's just um, is playing for the West Indies. And do you remember that? And he posts about it. Well, uh, Scritty, obviously, he you have uh, had conversations mm. with back in the, way back in the day, mate of mine. And I said to him, I don't think that's the same lad, mate. That guy played the year before we actually first played them. So I was, you know. And I said, I'm sure our lad's name was Cameron. Then Nick, the lad who hit him for four, obviously has memorised his name, posts on the thread. No, lads, it's this lad. And his name was Jerome Jones. Now, I don't know where he's playing now, but he could be. Play- he could end up be playing your your minor league cricket in, in America at some point. He could. He's and probably only about 24 or 25 now, 26. He's probably- and within a year, he'll be hitting England out of the park. Yeah, he's thinking a couple... Yeah, I could be, you know, I'm gonna, I've, I've played against the West Indies under-19 international. And that's all. Have you got have you got that sound effect from Take Mute with Paddy Mafing Guinness? You know, you know when all the girls turn off the their love lights. Do 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 do. No, 
I That's all the that. listeners turning off going. <laughs> top, top content's turning to a cricket podcast. All, all they're all they're hearing is. That's that's it. We that's talk, all the hearing. We talk so much about cricket. Greg James is going to start getting somebody <laughs> to take notes on what we write, so he can take it down to the London liberal elite and record his own cricket podcast and say how great he is. <laughs> well, I've actually I listened to his podcast actually, the Sports Strangest Crimes, um, about uh, Sir Alan Stanford. And, and you know, the man who bought cricket, but then Sky made a, a, a three-part documentary series that you somehow mentioned this on the last podcast. Did guys, sorry, it's very good. Anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll gloss over that. Let's move. Let's move on from from cricket. Can, can because... we not give Greg James the oxygen of publicity? <laughs> well, I like him. I like him. I don't. Oh, I think he's very good. So, yeah. Yeah, we wake up um, this morning at the time of recording in a world without Barry Cryer. We do. Um, is that the top content curse striking again? So that might be I twice think it in a probably week. is. Yeah, I think it probably is because we mentioned uh, Baz the other week. Did, when did we mention meat? Uh, meatloaf. We mentioned the other week. We mentioned we? meat. Well, we mentioned meatloaf in a video playing at the piano. Yeah, and oh, man, eighty-six is no age. We we live in a, a lovely time that you can say that. Um, I know he's been ill recently. Yeah, I've I've got um, a few friends who are directly connected with him and often regale us with not grand stories about Barry Cryer, but just little Bon Mots that are just, what a delightful sounding lad, even though he's from Leeds, bless him. <laughs> um, yeah, Barry Cryer. It, you know, the fact that Barry Cryer lives, yet a whole uh, swathe of, of comedians still breathe is just... They're just wrong. Just wrong. The Barry Cry dies and, and, and all these comedians. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know, where's, where's, the, where's the yin to the yang? We need to, we need to restore some kind of balance. And we, we need politicians who, who don't put dogs ahead of people on an airlift out of Afghanistan. Right. I, it's, I, I don't, so I don't know if you're seeing this. So I'm obviously detached here in America, but I still like check the media. And a lot of newspapers, seemingly, I don't know where this has come from, have been given the diktat to go out and do Vox Pops. Do you think Boris should go? Or is this just a Westminster bubble? And it, it it's coordinated. It's a coordinated effort for newspapers to go out and get Vox Pops videos and put them on their websites. And, and the BBC have been doing it as well. And it's like, it's amazing how many voices then come out and go, ah, oh, Boris, he's, he's got a hard job. I don't think Starmore could do any better. It's like, well, that's a fucking hypothetical when over 160,000 people are dead. It's a very strange hypothetical. Oh, it, it was just a birthday party. You were literally not allowed to go to funerals. You were literally not allowed to see the dying at your bedside. Boris Johnson literally tweeted a picture of a reply to a girl whose sixth birthday party was cancelled. And he goes, oh, you're doing the best to save the NHS. Yet he was ambushed by cake. Was, wasn't that a song in the Goon Show? <laughs> I mean, we, we, we have literally, my, my instinct, I mean, we mentioned this so many times before because it because has become it's such almost like a, a canonical text in the way of, of the world right now. We mention the day-to-day -day a lot. And the reason yeah. that we mention it so much is, A, it's a great show, but B, more importantly, uh, in, in current circumstances, 
everything is just getting to that point where it's it's it, it's like pop will eat itself. It's just it's come such a full circle that it's it's eaten that piece of satire. That is straight out of the sketch. If there is, somebody has very helpfully put the, the amalgamated these clips and put them on YouTube of where at the end of this Chris Morris looks through the papers for the next day and there's some amazing. It's somebody Mick Hucknall attacked by Cress or something like that in the Hull Aphrodite or the New Zealand Prendergast uh, and things like that. It's a fun, wonderful four-minute clip of just completely weird and esoteric stuff. But when you then got a, a Tory MP saying he's effectively been ambushed by cake, which has now permeated the, the conversation to such a degree that Stephen Colbert has mentioned that exact quote. It was in the Washington Post, I think. And it's, because, uh, I'm thinking, it's it now Channel, got... Was the, it Channel 4 News he was talking to? Yes, it, it was. Newman? Now, and it was like... It, it was. It reminded me of Jeremy Lyon. It's, it's, um, she, he might well have been talking sweating. to Rob Newman, quite frankly, yeah. because that's where we're at at this point. It's just bonkers. I feel. I feel bad for Yunucci because Yunucci, you know, with Chris Morris day to day, and then through to it to the thick of it and Veep. Um, let, let's not talk about Avenue Five because that was terrible, Armando. It was just, just Josh Gad and Hugh Laurie on a spaceship. Come on, where's the satires? Um, the thick of it was tame. And Malcolm Tucker presided over such whack job spokespeople and political storms and teacups. It is all so mild to what is happening every single day in Parliament. The The latest thing that was going around yesterday is that um, that weird part of the red wall that came down and, and turned blue, the, the MP for Stoke North, who was just in Parliament for PMQs going, Oh, oh yes, I saw that. It's, it's, and you're just thinking, this lad is on £81,000. God knows how many directorships he's now been uh, folded into. And he is not right. This is the, 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 the peculiar dichotomy that we live in. I've seen that clip. I don't know the bloke's name, but it, it was... Oh, I've seen, obviously, it is, it is very David Attenborough-esque in so much as... You know, it does look like an animal waiting to be fed by its mother, calling for breakfast, you know, calling for scraps of cake from the man, his father, who was ambushed by one. You know, and it's this weird, it's this weird dichotomy where I watch PMQs and what's his name? The lad, what's his name? Lord Lloyd Chris, Chris Moyles. Russell, is it Russell Moyle, is it? Lloyd Chris Moyle, <laughs> him. He, he asks a question and then says about, about you know, my constituents think you're a liar, you know, the public think you're a liar, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what would we rather have, uh, you know, a lawyer or a liar? Quite a good line, but of course, they all get, oh, how dare you call him, you know, this, this breaking of parliamentary protocol. And I'm thinking... What, what, why, why is that the thing that they're worried about? I'm sure I'm thinking no, the, the, the public the, discourse has plummeted to such a degree that the leader of the House of Commons can go on Newsnight and call her the leader of the Scottish Conservatives a lightweight. The Culture Secretary can just say, you know, just describe people as pathetic. You've got Crispin Blunt, one of the greatest nominative determinism spoonerisms <laughs> in parliamentary <laughs> history, going on PM, coming up with the most horrific defence of I mean his defence is worse than Everton's of Boris Johnson's whoa. conduct whoa uh, whoa oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I think we have to stop saying these things and you know I'm thinking but that's the line 
calling a man a liar when it has been I mean <laughs> it's it's open and shut that he's lied. This this again this latest one with what uh, Penny Farthing getting all the animals out of Afghanistan on a on a nineteenth century bike. <laughs> I mean the, <laughs> There's that. He's lied. He absolutely blatantly has lied about that. The footage, Col- Colbert distilled it into three clips of, of PMQs from December the 8th. I, I, I have been assured that all the, all the guidelines have been followed. To January the 8th, yeah, the first PMQs back after mm. the, the, the Christmas break. Uh, yes, I have assured. When I went into that party at six o'clock on that, I'm thinking, so you proved again. That's like, so, but, so, but, but, but what's the, but, but 300 conservatives, as soon as he says, you're a liar. Yeah, but we're living, we're living in that age where the person who calls a racist, racist is worse than the person who, who's actually the done the racist. Who is racist. Yeah. Uh, so if you call somebody a liar, it's worse than actually being a liar. I, it's, it's, I don't understand it. Uh, but this is the thing that I can't understand about local newspapers, Fox popping people they're all using the same lines that doris jacob Rees-Mogg. oh he's getting the big things right is he this is the thing this is this line that's being trotted out and uh newspaper companies are seemingly getting people to trot out the same line as well he's getting the big things right i don't think starmore i don't think people would put that hypothetical on so it's if 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 it wasn't if it wasn't a a shift happening and it's insidious. It's done for. What's happening in the UK is far worse than what's happening here in the US. Fox is quite rightly seen as cranky. And when, when Fox is seen as cranky and, you know, the uh, ONN and Newsmax and all of that are seen as just like proper batshit crazy. OAN, oh yeah, it's yeah, tremendous, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The fact that OAN came after uh, The Onion is is, is beautiful. Um yeah, we know they're batshit crazy, but people watch them. The worst thing is that's the mainstream media in the UK. The the Daily Mail doing a big front page going, this is all out of proportion. It's not. It's like, oh, we're about to go to war with Russia. You could not put it past Boris actually fucking going against Russia for a war for shits and giggles just to stop this pylon on him at the moment. It's not beyond him. Oh no, but it's no, it isn't. But we, I mean, I think we have seen that before, haven't we? We have seen yeah, that the Falklands. in the Falklands. Um, George Bush uh, seen it when he went into <laughs> yeah, Bill Chamberlain, yeah, yeah, went into uh, started a, a spat with the Iraqis just before Bill Clinton was due to take over at the back end of nineteen ninety two. I mean, the simple fact is, you said about you know local newspapers going out and doing vox pops, but it's quite it's weirdly it's like it's like a social experiment, isn't it? It's like I suppose from their point of view, they were thinking this is almost like a, a sort of a real-time focus group. Are these lines cutting through? Even though they're complete tw- nonsense, the box. Are these lines about, uh, well, he's getting the big things right? Okay. Is that cutting through? Yes, it is. But there's no way that anybody on the streets of Kings Lynn or Stoke-on-Trent or Redcar would be saying that if it wasn't being spouted by people no, who have no connection with people in Kings Lynn or Redcar, you know, it, it, but that's just, what's so, so wrong th- about it. I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're drinking the Kool Aid. No, I don't think the the Goebbels master plan has written such a great piece of propaganda that everybody's spouting it verbatim. Yeah, I think these newspapers are going out and going. Can you just say this? 
Can you can you just say this? Can you can you just say get a big things done? But then they're confusing the scripts. These biddies in uh, you know still with the, their tartan shopping trolleys behind, them. and they're going. He's got us through Brexit. We're we, 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 we through Brexit. He's got that done. It's like we haven't even spotted no, the haven't shit that's going on with Brexit no. at the moment. If you lived in Kent, you'd be able to see a truck outside your house. You'd understand that Brexit is nowhere near done. And that, but they're sprouting this line. He's getting the big things done. He's not. And it's, this is not about parties. This is not about cake. This is about him seeing how much he can throw at a wall and how much will stick. And at the moment, there's more shit on the wall than there is in the, the toilet pan. It's tremendous how people are just accepting this. The fact that Jacob Rees-Mogg, oh, he's doing the, he's doing the big, the big things right. He's do none of the big things are right. No, uh, can I just say if there is more more shit on the wall, then I suggest that Lulu Little needs another phone call because she needs to come back and finish the finish the job that she that she started to get down with that. But apparently, she started it six months after she had actually done it, which is interesting. It's uh, you know that's, that's, that's there's a, there's a one it, emailed Lord Lord Brownie. Uh, I mean, I've got cake on the brain, Lord Brownlow. My apologies uh, about since that. Since episode one of Top Content <clears throat> season one, all we've spoken about is responsibility. Yeah, if if. We've spoken about cricket in, quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. That's Sorry why, that's why that. people stop listening. Uh, in any other administration, in any other government, yeah, the prime minister would have gone for taking money to redecorate Number Ten Downing Street. It's not about the wallpaper. It's not about the fact that she thought John Lewis was was cheap furniture. It's got nothing to do with that. It's just them lying about it, mm-hmm. lying and lying and. Being found out, and some very, very aggrieved—not even third parties, second parties, first parties—who were once part of this political machine, going way back to 2015, 2014, feeding the press every single day these little. Oh yeah, there's an email to save dogs in Afghanistan. There's this. There's this. It's all this mountain of evidence. The best and the worst thing about the Metropolitan Police now investigating uh, the Cabinet Office, uh, the Home Office, all of these things, is it just buys them time. Because Boris's big thing was yesterday, go, I can't talk about an ongoing police investigation, which is his new Sue Gray. That report is now being complete. It's just up to him now to decide whether it gets released. And then he had the temerity say, we in the Cabinet, we're, we're saving the West. We're saving the West. Well, Fred or Rosemary? <laughs> no, not even that big. John. <laughs> Little tin of tuna. <laughs> Skipjack. In oil, not brine. <laughs> Fuck me. You like fish, don't you? <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, the problem is, uh, my, my great concern about this is that if this is going to be, um, that they could combine the Sue Gray report and the um, report by the Metropolitan Police and they'll have to just call it the Grey Dick Report. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which is ironic. Because that, pops. Yeah, which is ironic because yeah. that's what a number of the Conservative backbenchers um, suffer from, apparently. They are men of that age, aren't they? Uh, <clears throat> allegedly. Man alive. Um, it's cr- as a grey dick. <laughs> Dizzy. Who is, in fa- 
Could you imagine Fabricant's pubes? <laughs> Fabricant has a great... It, if, if that's what his hair looks like on the top of his head, could you imagine around... I bet he wears a merkin. It, it, obviously, he'll wear a merkin. No, do you know... It'll what, be obvious. Do you remember, do you remember what... We, we're over the same age. Do you remember that adaptation of the line, The Witch in the Wardrobe? Well, there well, the was, one with there, McAvoy or the one that was no, on no, Children's the, BBC. Children's like BBC, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was on, on telly on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, he'd be he'd be like Aslan after he's you know after Aslan had, had his mane shaved off. That's what Fabricant <laughs> have to do in the bathroom once every few weeks. It would just it would be that. It'd just be look at look at my mane. That was very Morrissey, by the way. <laughs> Please don't mention my name. Ever again. Johnny, Johnny, stop, we haven't please, worked please together stop. for 36 years. Yes, please stop mentioning my name uh, in your perfunctory and tawdry uh, tweets on the internet, which is the great evil of modern society, as opposed to what I say. You talking about me. I've moved on. And- Big mouth strikes again. He's still bloody talking about me. Oh. Cup of tea, I, uh, I did watch uh, some footage, uh, bootleg footage, of Morrissey live in uh, Vegas. Big man strikes again. Hello, Las Vegas. I just thought I'd give it the full VHS effect there. It wasn't bad. Yeah, but (laughs) you know the first (laughs) of the gang to die? Yes. The the first two words are are a place in the United States. It's sort of done over a tannoy. Is it Disney World? No, no. Hello, welcome to Disney World. I'm sure you'll be in for a very exciting time, even though the entire concept of cartoons is a nonsense. Enjoy your day. Uh, Photos with Mickey and Minnie will take place outside the big castle at three and four. Thank you. Clean up on our lake, please. It's meat-free Monday in Disney. Well, I I mean, I think Adele's missed a trick there, hasn't she? I mean, you know, she's not ready to do the, the Vegas residence. She's got him in. (laughs) <laughs> I've never found someone like you, Johnny Ma. Oh, uh, Andy Rook. Okay. I think the entire concept of chasing pavements is a complete waste of energy and time. Uh, it's an ex- existential crisis. Um, as I wrote to the NME in October of 1981. Yes. Oh, Hello, it's me. I was wondering that uh, you were supposed to be. Oh. Stephen Patrick Morrissey sings <laughs> the asexual anthems of Adele. <laughs> Hometown glory. Oh, not going to involve in that. Going to back to Manchester. What an incredibly depressing and debilitating conurbation on the banks of the Irwell it has turned out to be high rises every which way you look it's a disgrace can, can we have a bit of uh, SPM doing uh, Skyfall please <laughs> this is the end We, no, let's let's take it one stage further. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. <laughs> the lyrics to Skyfall. No, Skyfall lyrics. Hang on a minute. 
Lyrics, there we go, there we go, right. This is the end. Hold your breath and count to ten. <laughs> Feel the oh, earth Marky move. Oh, Smith doing Bond, yes. <laughs> and then, yeah, my heart burst again. For this is the end. I've drowned and dreamt this moment. So overdue, I owe them. Swept away, I'm stolen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, uh, just beautiful. playing our, our signature Sting there. Let's not, let's not bring him into it. I mentioned him actually last week, didn't I? Uh, Sting. Yeah. Uh, to, <clears throat> yeah, still the curse doesn't <laughs> work with him. Yeah, but, yeah, but he, proper, he, he practices tantric things doesn't he so that's going to take a four, four or five hundred years for, for that Gordon? for the top con because he's he 70 no 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 I, I think he might be 70 because I saw a picture of him and he's ripped oh yeah he's extremely yeah t- what is he? oh he he's is 70 and ripped bloody yeah. hell yeah wow yeah because wow. Trudy Styler is in the last season of Search Party on HBO, which you have to watch. It's batshit uh, crazy. Sting, Sting would now be considered the young one if he was to join the cast of Last of the Summer Wine. Yeah. yeah. What, what was he what were we talking about then? Sting. No, I wasn't talking about him. I was going to say something then. Oh, yeah. Seinfeld. Yes. I've noticed. Right, there's a thing now. Did, did you play with Lego as a, as, a, as a young child? Obviously. Right. I still. I, I also played with Meccano. I'm that old. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, there you go. So, so when, when we were kids... Hang on, hang on. For the sake of the American listener, it's Lego, you dumb f***, not Legos. Legos, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. There's no S on it, so I don't understand no. how even Americans are confused by that. But there you go. Uh, they're confused by so many things. You're thinking of the capital of Nigeria. <laughs> If that's the case, why isn't there a set of Alex Iwobi? Why haven't they built a, a Lego set of Because <laughs> yeah. it all falls apart <laughs> too easily. Because with, with, <laughs> if you build a set of Alex, of Alex Iwobi, there will be no end product. It would never finish anything. It would, it would, you'd get to the last page and then it would just collapse <laughs> in a heap. I just, it, just be, it would just be blank. And like just a Roman candle. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's, a great, that's a great joke if you know how, how crap a footballer Alex Iwobi is. Uh, kill or never mind the bullets that that particular um, that particular joke. Yes, Lego. Right. The, the, when we had it, obviously you could build like the, the sets that you got. You could build a hospital or a, a fire a fire station or a castle or something like that or a police. Don't give the government any more ideas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we we, we, built, we built forty new hospitals. Yeah, mate, they're Lego. This was supposed to be Hogwarts, but I built three hospitals. But. The now, obviously, the licensing with Lego has gone is absolutely off the charts. It's, it's completely transformed, pardon the pun, into this absolutely ludicrous thing where you can get sets of basically anything. You know, you can get the Friends set and all the rest of it. Mm. And we went to the Lego shop in Manchester the other week in the Trafford Centre. To my astonishment, obviously, the kids like obviously love the Marvel Lego and the uh, Harry Potter, Potter stuff and all the rest of it, uh, Minecraft and all these things. Uh, they even got sets for the new Batman film out, which isn't out till March. And this was mm. between Christmas and New Year. I'm thinking, heck, we're getting on the marketing early here, fella. But then I suppose it has been in the pipeline. It should have been released about a year ago, shouldn't it? The Batman mm. film. So anyway. Will, it, will it have the Liva building in it with Alex who won't no, be it was, on the no, side it was the, it, was just the, it was just the Batmobile. It was just the, the new Batmobile, which 
looks crap. But there was one of the sets there was the the set of Seinfeld. Yes. And I'm thinking yeah, in Lego. Why? Because what possible kind of t- what child child is going to go into a Lego shop and go, "Ooh, mum, dad, what 10-year-old go, "Ooh, yes, I'll have this. Can I have that set, please, of the of of a TV show that hasn't been on the television for 25 years that finished reducing the episodes 25 years yeah. ago?" Yeah. You know, I'm like that that's baffling. I have to say, one of ours bought the, bought the leg uh, with his with his Christmas money bought the Central Park, uh, Central Perk, sorry, set from Friends because he knows. But but we just started watching it with the eldest one. He wanted to watch, it, so he started watching a few episodes of it, and he seems to quite enjoy it. But I'm like Seinfeld. That's very incongruous. That's that's weird. In fact, I suppose in a way that's very Seinfeld. <laughs> a completely esoteric and makes no sense kind of thing. I suppose it's. Art imitating other art. I really do want that Lego set, but yeah, I it's like jigsaws. I really like jigsaws. I'm I'm now of an age where I like jigsaws, oh, yeah. but the only problem with them is making the. F- I'd love the Seinfeld <laughs> thing, but I, it's like, can, can I just give it to somebody else? The only problem with the jigsaws so, is making it. You're quite right because the eldest has got got himself a thousand piece Marvel superheroes jigsaw, which is five different pictures within it. The problem is, of course, what's the predominant colour in a lot of Marvel superheroes? Red. Yeah. Or blue. Yeah. Or white. So yeah, when you've got... Purposeful. when Yeah. But when you've got three or four of the pictures that are red, blue, and white, it's quite difficult. And it's been out on the dining table for, I think, now a, over a week. It'd and be despite- a sir, if you were colourblind. Well, despite... And it's, it's really... The pictures are really intricate. And I'm like, this is... I mean, I spent, ooh, at this point, probably about three hours over the course of a few days sat trying to get, and I've probably put in about, of a thousand piece jigsaw, probably about 30 or 40 pieces into the existing kind of thing. And I'm like, that, this is really, really, sorted them. But I'm like, no, that's actually not for that. That's for that bit because it's a slightly slightly different shade of blue or the other two. And I'm like, this is incredibly difficult for a, a child. Mrs. Morfitt and I do them, and we've we've got the Cold War Steve uh, ones, oh, you know, yeah. where they're, they're sort of plays on Bruegel and uh, Hogarth and everything. Uh, and there's lots of browns, burnt siennas, oranges, and beiges in it in these hell landscapes, with then the face of Farage or Trump in the middle of it. And they they took a, a good long while, but um, Seinfeld Lego, it's brilliant because it's true to the show in that that apartment can't exist in real life the yeah. corners of the apartment are all at such an angle and the windows are at such an angle that it wouldn't exist in new york city as an apartment it's the wrong shape and it's like it's at the end of a corridor and because kramer's flat is up it doesn't make any sense in was that a produ- conscious production decision yeah i ah. think so they, they just went we're not making something for real it's why you know, you had the bike on in the background in the corridor behind the sofa, but you couldn't actually really go beyond that because that was the bedroom, but you never... Yes, it's brilliant. Okay. Because it's all... The street scene was filmed on the same street scene as Friends, which is brilliant. If you if you ever watch a Friends back-to-back with the Seinfeld, it's the same street scene, often the same cars. It's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, we started watching The Mentalist, and I, I recognise that a lot of it is all the exterior scenes are filmed on a back lot somewhere. It's somewhere all Warner on, Brothers. It's all Warner Brothers, yeah, yeah. Mentalist. Yeah. yeah. 
Because you, do you remember the place where Ross played rugby in Friends? It was this like... A tiny part, patch of grass. Tiny patch of grass. It literally is. It's smaller than our garden. And it's this like corner in uh, Warner Brothers in Burbank in California. And you basically go across the road. There's a French restaurant. You go across the road from that and there's the bandstand from Gilmore Girls. And it's all very, very... And then you go up the road and then on the left-hand side... There's the house with the stairs in it where Ross was filmed on the day of the prom with Rachel, where Ross has got the tash on. Oh, yes. And the tuxedo and Elliot Gould's downstairs. Yes, uh, if, if you ever get to California, go to Warner Brothers. It's the best. It's the best. It's very strange. I've, I've sat in Central Perk many a time. Right. And they've done various iterations of it. It's, it's a really good thing. I just wonder with the Lego licensing, where does this end and what comedy shows are next on there? I think they're going to do the Nags Head. Yeah. From Only Fools That'd and Horses. That'd be good. That'd be good. And obviously leave a gap. I know, because he wasn't there when he fell through no, the bars. It was just, no, it was no, the no, wine no. bar. I mean, I, I would quite, personally, would quite like... You, you want know, Daphne's, I, don't you? Daphne's? What's Daphne's? The coffee shop in Neighbours. Neighbours, yeah. Oh, yeah, we could have the set of Neighbours. Yeah, the water, yeah. I mean, I don't know, you, you could have... I mean, I think a very, very picturesque... Cromwell Street. Cromwell Street, yeah. yeah. With, with with paving slabs that you can move. Yeah, lovely. And and just and just grey bricks that you can uh, brick up holes yeah. in the basement. Min- minifigures under there. Um, yeah. I mean, Last of the Summer Wine, I think, would be quite picturesque because Homeforth's absolutely lovely. So, you yeah. know, that would be yeah. something of that nature. The, the Lego Doctor's Surgery in Hyde, which is just a... <laughs> A frontage of a doctor surgery in Hyde, yeah, uh, and you and you literally get seven hundred old grey minifigs in the box just to do with as you wish. Yeah, it's dark, isn't it? It's very dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think dark. they should do Joseph a- Fritzl's basement. That's dark. They could do that one. That's that's literally <laughs> and figuratively dark, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't quite see the appeal of you know put along that alongside a, you know a, a five thousand piece set of the new camp. And this is the other thing as well with Lego. It's like it's, it's so intricate now because all the pieces are kind of designed to be specifically for that set. So it's not like you can. When we used to get it, it'd be like yeah, you could. There was three. Oh no, four they, they, different- they have to work off an existing yeah. set though. But, they, but, they have to they have to work off existing pieces. Only every few years do they make specific new pieces. It's normally a, a variation of an existing Lego piece. Because I, I built because one of them got Harry Potter's house for Privet Drive, for, and I said right, I'll, I'll help you with this, and I'll, I said so the car comes with it. So I said I'll build the car. I said give me the book. The book for the set, the whole set was one hundred and seventy five pages, not full size pages, not A four like, but. I'm thinking 175 pages. They used to be like a couple of sheets in a booklet. Yeah. I'm like, this is how we do. So I said, right. So I said, well, I'll build the car. So I had to pull up the booklet on the internet somewhere. I had to sit there. And it took me, I think, 40 to 45 minutes to build the car. What's the car? Is it the, is it the Ford Anglia? Yeah, the Ford Anglia. Yeah, it's the blue and white one. Yeah. Because if you watch um, uh, Harry Potter and Sir Peter Boone. Uh, <laughs> the Sorcerer's Philosopher's Boone. Um, the film, Privet Drive, every fucker has got a saloon ast- Astra, I think. This shit's little Brookside, which is what, Slough? Is that Privet Drive? Oh, that, probably, yeah. Down south yeah, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Every fucker's got like a brown or a beige or a black Astra. I think it's an Astra saloon or it, it's not a Carlton. Who's, who's got a, a, a Carlton? 
every every car down private drive. Oh, right, okay. And what I don't understand about private drive is that it's so bad, it doesn't actually have pavements. So right. that makes me think it's a 90s new build. Right, right okay. But it's set in the 80s. So there's so many financial, uh, not financial, so many uh, inconsistencies with the design of private drive because the inside of the house is quite old yet it's a new build it's an it's an 80s new build i this what i don't understand is if a man is born a man but becomes a woman are they a woman that's the question jk uh and it's all up to you i i, I find it interesting that that you're poking holes in the financial situation uh, or you know of a story about wizards a boy wizard who goes to a magical school if, and flies if, there in a, on a train or in a Ford Anglia. If owls <clears> were <throat> so fucking great at delivering post, why isn't the Royal Mail on in it? Why? That's a point. Why? Good point. Good point. Why? Yeah, or, or yeah, delivering parcels inscription. Yeah, yowdle or something. Yowdle. Yeah, yowdle. Yeah. To it. To who is this going to? Ooh. I hate Harry Potter. I've, really I've never watched. I've never watched any of the films. I have no desire to do so. I, I how, you know, I understand how, it. I get, I get it. You know, I'm like, like, not. Granted, he's proven himself now as a as a really good actor. Yeah, but how did Daniel Radcliffe, the son of two casting directors, get the, the most <laughs> plum role in in movie history? How? How did how did that happen? It's an absolute um, mystery. I don't understand. It's uh, uh, um, yeah. It's well. I mean, I know I know Emma Watson got it because, of course, she is well known to be the daughter of a, a showbiz legend, uh, Randy Watson of the band Sexual Chocolate. So uh, <laughs> that's how she got, got <laughs> prayers by Reverend Brown. Um, <laughs> A gangster, a gangster. Um, uh, soul glow. Just let just. <laughs> I've got that. Yeah. I should put it. In. <laughs> I have got it. <laughs> we, we can't. We can't retrospectively do this. But Louis Anderson's dead as well. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from coming to America. Um, and I don't know if we had anything to do with that. Um, oh, I. Oh, God, I, oh, I don't know. No, um, and he fantastically played the mom in Baskets with Zach Galifianakis, dragging up, as it were, and that was that was a fantastic role. Um, I didn't realise Meat dying. I didn't realise he was anti-vax. Who? Uh, well, we're not talking about the the vacuum cleaners. Uh, the loaf was he? Yeah, big big anti-vax. It's like. Um, the story of that, I, I'm sorry, I don't know her name. This Czech singer who refused to get the vaccine but wanted to perform live again, so needed to get COVID to get the antibodies to go and play live again. She died because of COVID. Uh, and in America now, there's a, a weird movement of Republicans saying, COVID's over, let's just get back to work, get people back into work, even though there's no jobs and people don't want to go back to those jobs that they originally had. The, the deaths over Omicron are now larger than the deaths over Delta. Hospitals are still packed here in the United States. And the and people who are vaccinated are getting Omicron, but 
it's not as bad as the people who are, remain unvaccinated and are dying in their dozens daily, which would be a great tongue twister if it wasn't so macabre. Seen the only way to lighten the mood after that. <laughs> oh my god. Your royal penis is clean. <laughs> That's no way to talk about Prince Andrew. <laughs> oh, what a. <laughs> oh. I, I demand a trial by jury. Um, she's already going to get a trial by jury because that's what she originally petitioned for. Can I ask, why why is he asking for an ex-British number one tennis player to oversee (laughs) this trial? What's she going to do? Does he he literally think the American justice system is judge, Joe Jury and executioner? (laughs) (laughs) Judge Gordon Jury... Judge Judy, Gordon Jury, an execution. <laughs> it's it's actually it's actually Judge Sue Barker, <laughs> and and then uh, Jeremy Bates, Jeremy and that's that's the that's the flow. Jeremy or Bates. If- See, there, there was a daytime TV show that we missed out. We've got Jeremy Vine. Why haven't they, why didn't they call it that? Jeremy Debates. Jeremy. Oh it, oh no. We probably hopefully. We'll see the end of Jeremy Vine on BBC Radio 2 soon. And yeah, we, we'll probably get him on the morning. Is it still called The Right Stuff? Or is it called The Jeremy Vine? It's The Jeremy Vine Show. The only other jury available, of course, is, is this one. Oh my God, how old are we, man? <laughs> That's one for the kids. Oh, jukebox Joe Jury. Jukebox Jury. Jukebox Former Joe British Jury. tennis number one, Joe Jury. <laughs> Sits down with Naomi Osaka, Katie O'Brien, <laughs> and Ayana Novotna as they go through the latest MP3s. Um, I think she'd have difficulty talking to Yana Novotna. Isn't she dead? Oh, God. Christ, I'm so old. Didn't Yana uh, Novotna pass away? Did she? I don't know. We have, we, oh, at least that's, what, that's not that one we can, we, we're responsible for. She'll have been, what, 48 out oh, of Oh, something like this. She's, yeah, I... Uh, uh, oh, don't say that. Yeah, passed away oh. the 19th of November 2017. How old? Uh, she was, blimey, hang on, 49. Oh, man alive. Sorry, Yana. <sighs> Welcome onto the show, Emma Radicanu. <laughs> Uh, Emma Raducanu, what a great advert for British tennis. Andy, cheer up a bit, will you? I'm happy over here with my pint and my mustard trousers. Coming up next, Real Britain with Darren Grimes. You'll never see his hands. Yeah, grimy. (laughs) How did Darren Grimes have a kid with Elon Musk? (laughs) How did that happen? There's a show that we... GB News could do. Real Britain with Darren Grimes and Nick Grimshaw. Grimey and Grimmy. <laughs> doing the great British breakfast. How are you doing? All right, here's the news with Tina De Healy. <laughs> I can't do an impression of Darren Grimes because I've never listened to anything he's had to say for himself. But I just like the idea of, all right, Grimey. All right, Grimmy. 
He's from the oh, North Grimmie. East, isn't he? I love that. I love that, Grimmy. I love that, Grimmy. Oh, it's great. Next, Culture Wars. Have you ever heard such <laughs> ludicrous, self-serving nonsense? Right, next, we need to deal with the with the hot issue of the day, and this is what we're talking about today. If you want to get in touch, drop us a text. 8199. Uh, text. Oh, no, it's the old place, isn't it? What is it now? Oh, you got to ring up on one of your old dial phones because that's the audience of GB News. Uh, so this is it. Today's hot topic. Well, you can't grow concrete. You can. Oh, can you grow concrete? We're going to discuss that, aren't we, Grammy? Yes, Grammy. I love concrete. I think it's the great white hope. Yeah. When I'm at home crafting. Do, do you know what, right? I, I like it. Else, but I like it, right? Because it's grey, like a lot of our viewers. I don't think our viewers are grey. I think they're salt and pepper. Okay. Anyway, moving on is the national anthem again. <laughs> Number one this week for the 376th year in a row. There she is, old Lizzie. There she go. I think that will get views. That with the, unreal with the Britain tune. with grimy and grimy. And with a with a, a grime soundtrack from Wiley. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wiley and Nick Grimshaw, big pals, because I think when when he started on the uh, radio on Breakfast Show now with added music, it, they actually the the promo ad was actually had Wiley on it as the security guard at Radio One reception at Yolding House. It's very very niche because yeah. Joe Wiley and blackface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're in session tonight. <laughs> oh, they're all coming out today. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Blackface with their new uh, album, um, Ambushed by Cake. Tell me about that, guys. That's that's basic. That's it's basically Jeremy Vine with a butt plug. <laughs> is your Joe Wiley? It is. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't get the tone for Joe Wiley at all. No, no, no. It's actually. It's, it's actually very, song. very good. It's actually very, very good. That's that's because my John Peel, God rest him, is. And I shouldn't co-opt him into this discussion, but it's basically Gary Lineker, but with a bit more rasp. So the, the, the intonation is the same. And uh, now live from the Hawthorns, here's Conor McNamara. And uh, now live from the Hawthorns, here's Conor McNamara. It's the same. You just you just, you just put a little bit more yeah. Scouse slash North Shropshire yeah uh, in yeah into the peel and and that that's that's how that's it comes basically out. it yeah. but, but a bit more rasp into the Lineker and slight slight. Twang, and there we go. The Secret of Impressions with Mike Peters on Top Content. Part one of your, one your impressions six. are very, very good. Thank you. There's a book coming. Go on. They're better than John Coleshaw's. <laughs> what did I... I heard him on a voice... What did he on an advert for the other day? I can't remember now. Oh, no, I, I think I've seen the advert because he was showing it during Corey. Yeah, what was it? Oh, and it's really I... weird because John Coleshaw has got the accent... His accent comes through in every impression that he does. It's like his Tom Baker is just John Coleshaw now. It's there's no <laughs> Tom Baker. <clears throat> and of course, the degrees of separation are me and uh, John used to work on the same radio desk. Yeah, but not at the same time. No, not at the same time. Yeah, no. There, see, there's another show. There's another show they could do. I, I yeah, and this would be extremely low budget because it only requires him being there because obviously he's a multifaceted entertainer. Culture, culture wars, culture wars, culture wars. <laughs> so basically, he can he can have an argument between, let's say, uh, I don't know, Chris Eubank and Ricky Gervais. 
or or, or Michael McIntyre and uh, and Brian Cox, you know. So you could have. Um, uh, can you tweet the that today? Is stupendous. Call Shaw Wars. Yeah. Call, can, could you could you tweet that today? Because that is the best idea we've ever had on top content. Yeah, I'll do um, that. Do that. And of course, Jan Ravens will turn up in episode three. Wonderful uh, Jan thankless, Ravens. A, a, thank, a thankless role. Yeah, wonderful Jan um, Ravens. Yeah, brilliant. And if Lewis that sounds like I'm slagging her off. Point. I think she's great. No, no, no. I think she's brilliant. I think she's I think incredibly talented. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I never liked about Dead Ringers on TV. Never worked. No, me. no, no. Because no. it was basically John the John Coleshaw show, and it was not. Yeah. He'll never top. He'll never top being Tony Blair. Was that for Penk or Moyles? Penk, either one. And, Steve Penk. Um, yeah, it's that'll never be topped. Or could I ring up GB News and pretend and you know propose these shows? Ah, yeah, Nick Grimshaw. I got an idea for a show, right? Can I speak to Please. the commissioning editor? Oh, it's you, is it? Receptionist, right? Okay, um, right. Me and Grimes there, right? Doing an Unreal Britain show, like a spin-off of his existing show, but like more, like more out there, more cool. What well, because of is my hair? Is Real Britain with Darren Grimes like the real Ghostbusters? <laughs> In, in the fact that it happens in the same movie universe, but it's just real. Well, no, I think really it's a, it's a... Well, I suppose in a way, yeah, but I think it's more of a televisual equivalent of I can't believe it's not butter. Because it's, it's you, you know it isn't, but it's purporting to be. So when he says it's real Britain, you think, you know it isn't. He just thinks it is. Oh, so, is that just his mum going through his laundry going, I can't believe that's not butter? <laughs> and then just, and just the throwing them into the machine and going, put it with a bio detergent, it'll, it'll come out. Hopefully. (laughs) 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 (sighs) There's nowhere to go after Darren Grant. No, there is not. That's the end. That's the end now. No. At the end. Do you think the Sue Gray report will come out today? No. 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 It's now Monday, I think. So... I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, so it is trending on Twitter. It's Sue Gray Day, which I just don't think is going to happen. Because oh, what a beautiful morning! But hap- oh, what happily, a beautiful Sue Gray Day. Yeah, Sorry. Sue Gray. So, right, the, the trends as 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 a ta- at, at time of recording. If you don't want to know the results, look away now. Um, trending the top five <laughs> trending topics on Twitter in the UK are fi- at five Sue Gray Day, at one Politics Live. On Twitter, uh, HMD 2022, Holocaust Memorial Day, which is trending at two with its full hashtag. Thank God for that. I thought Red Nose Day had gone a little bit dark. Now, top trending, Barry Cry. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Mine mine are obviously different. Because I said this is in the the UK. I've got Chakrabarty to face Collins in the women's singles final. Good to see she's getting uh, on the tennis court from BBC News. Uh, Lily James' latest red carpet outfit is 99% cutouts. Uh, Brian Williams, Toby Maguire. Brian Williams, what's he done? I don't know. I don't know if he's can't be, lying, can't lying be good, can it? being fired on again. I don't know. A story you'd only get in the US, a mom of three with a rare form of cancer says her insurance will not cover her life-saving liver transplant. America. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know anymore. Can, can I just finish will it? come out and just... Oh, sorry, yeah. go on, sorry. Can, can we just finish with this quote, actually, from Barry Cryer, right? Uh, so I've got... Ollie Mann has tweeted this quote. 
He said he was quoted in the Times Diary just three weeks ago. Along with his son, Bob, he had, start, he had started a podcast called Now, Where Were We? And Barry is astonished by the format. He was amazed, says Bob. He couldn't believe anything existed that paid less than radio. <laughs> Oh, Barry cry. Yes, it does, Barry. It's called Top Content. Thank you. (laughs) Good night, City Varieties. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Top Content. You can listen to more old but gold episodes at podfollow.com slash topcontentspod. And if that doesn't bring you your fill of our nonsense, then go and find us on social media because there's more tat on there. At Top Content Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. As ever, Top Content has been a Top Content production. Dot com.